Welcome to the HR Matters podcast. HR matters because people matter. This is the place where you can listen to fresh ideas about working together with news and topics that really matter and insights into the changes that you can make in your organization today. This is for HR professionals, for managers, and really for anyone who has a keen people within their organization. Featuring Lisa Dempsey. Hello. And myself, Marjolein Vlug. We don't have Shay Harty with us today, uh, but we do have a special guest. And before I introduce our guest, um, there's a quick note here from uh, Lisa. Yeah, just a really quick note for those audio files out there. I'm recording from a cafe today. My home office space wasn't available. So there's a little bit of extra background noise. Apologies for that. Hopefully it will be kept to a minimum. Yeah. It sounds fun, though, <laughs> so we can hear coffee cups clinking. It's a lovely so, atmosphere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so back to our guest, because we do have a special one. Um, uh, we're talking today with Helene Mess. She literally wrote the book on employee experience in the Netherlands with her co-author, Gea Paper. Um, it's chock full with best practices and research, it's footnoted everything, and uh, loads of insights and examples. And it's really the starting point for upgrading employee experience. So we're really happy to have, us, uh, have her here. Uh, Helene, could you say hi? Yeah, hi, everybody. Thank you for uh, having me. We're so happy you could join us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so since we're talking about employee experience here, um, the first thing I'd love to ask you is uh, what do you say employee experience is? Because it's such a trending topic and a lot of people are talking about it, working on it or planning to work on it. Uh, but there's also a lot of different takes and perspectives on it. So what's, what's your definition? What do you say employee experience really is, Helene? Well, for, for me, employee experience is the total of um, all the experience, feelings, emotions people have in interaction with their employer or potential employer. And it's also linked to the expectation people have from their experience, from their em employer. If they have high expectation, uh, it's easily to, to get disappointed by your employer. And if you have very low expectation, um, the employee experience may come out better. Yeah, so it sounds like expectation management is just it, as important. It, it is, but I do think that, um, well, some employers say to me, well, oh, if that's the case, I have to make sure that the expectation is very low. And then... <laughs> well, it's not necessarily the place to start, right? No, no. I said, well, do you want to be an attractive um, employer? You, you need to set some expectations, but never set them higher than it's then the reality you offer that is an interesting that is an interesting balance yeah it's like under promise and over deliver but yeah. don't, don't go too far yeah, you're right <laughs> and, and i'm happy to hear you say that it's about 
all the interactions and all the levels of experience that 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 people can have um employees but also potential employees so um, um not not just their interactions and and um experiences with hr uh and not just their 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 communications but it's about all their emotions and about their experiences it's a really big field in that way um what what we're interested in, and we spoke to Shay before this recording because she couldn't be here, and she have a, a really burning question for you is, uh, you brought sort of brought employee experience to the Netherlands with this book, but also with your work that you did before, I guess. What are the international difference that differences that you see? What is the, uh, the state of employee experience in the U.S., for example, versus in, that in the Netherlands, in Europe, and perhaps uh, in other places around the world? What, what's your take on that? Well, um, I see some difference in definitions um, around mm-hmm. around the globe. I see some difference in the state we're in. Uh, like the United States uh, is much more involved in employee experience years ago. Um, then it got to the UK. Now it's in the Netherlands. I see Belgium coming up and the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So we're in different states. But I do see some uh, other things like HR gives um, themselves a new name call themselves the employee experience department right. but go, but, yeah. but goes on on the traditional way and that's not employee experience employee experience is not a new name for hr it's different uh, from hr i also see that people are very involved in the digital journey and they say employee experience that is making things fast, easy, digital. And I do say, well, that's very important part of it, but it's not the total. Employee experience is not only making things very fast, digital. It's about the total of the experience, making things happy, interesting, making fun, making things unique. For your organization so it's much more i also yeah can i just ask a question on that because i i think that's fascinating and i think it's a common mistake that i've seen happen in a lot of hr groups is they do confuse kind of the digitalization of hr and bringing in systems and all of this neat technology that can make things easier with employee experience so how how would you help a, a group who is in that sort of model of the differentiation between digitalization and that digital journey and, you know, maybe increasing employee self-service, things like that from employee experience. Cause of course there's a digital experience that they're bringing in, but that shouldn't be the only element of experience that's brought to the table. How do you help them find that balance? Well, I ask them, how would you like to be known as employer? If people leave your organization after a few years, how will they look back to you and say what kind of employer you were? And I said, I don't think they're gonna say, 
oh, I love that employer because everything was so fast and digital. No, (laughs) (laughs) they will remind you for being being welcome as a company for if you had opportunities to develop yourself for the fun you had at work, but not, never right. for the, the digital part. It's important because you save time, their mm. time, and making life easy. So I do think the digital part is important, but it's a part of it. There's more to it. To it right right yeah it's, it's it's a satisfier but it's not something that can bring it to the whole new, to a whole higher level if that's the only thing you're working on. yeah you're right it's, yeah so what yeah. are some of those really meaty topics you know what are the the really important things that have a real big picture impact on what people are saying about an employer when they go home or when they are at a party or at a networking event well what we, are the things that matter we we did some research about that, what yeah. people say about their employer. And what's very high on their list is being appreciated by their employer. Um, right, yeah. Uh, feeling that the work you're doing is appreciated. Uh, feeling that colleagues appreciate you for just being there, for um, saying nice things to each other, for helping you out. Uh, this was very high on the list that makes people unhappy at work Mm -hmm. and get a bad experience. And I do think it's very easy to work on that. Um, It it, it seems like it, doesn't it? And what what I think is interesting is when I talk to people about this and when I tell them, are you broken about employee experience? Everyone who's not in HR thinks it's obvious that appreciation is is a big thing and a big factor in enjoying work and I'm being productive at work. Um, but as soon as as soon as it as soon as I talk to someone in HR, um, their perspective is completely different. Is is that also your experience when you when you work with people uh, on improving employee experience in, in an organization? What do you what do you get back as as responses from from management and from HR? Well, I must say that a lot of people uh, who hear this outcome they say yes, I do feel less appreciated by my colleagues, and then I say, what do you do to appreciate them? And they say, <laughs> and they say, is that necessary? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean? I have to give it before I get it? What? Yes. <laughs> You're right, you know. Well, and they say, well, Helen, after all, this is work. We're here. And I said, yes, but you miss it too. So start with giving it to each other. Mm. And then you get back. Well, but um, if we say, well, uh, sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry, just one thing. I think you've touched on such a really important point and that it is this misconception that many people have and I I even had it at one point in my life of you know this is work we're meant to be professional right you know we don't get to be like whole human beings in the workplace but it takes away from the human experience that that we have and I think that's such an important myth to debunk or demystify for people in their experience Um, because I I think it really clutters this space 
you're, you're totally right, Lisa. Um, I do think that if you invest in the human experience, the human emotion at work, the outcome will be a much higher involvement and engagement of your people. And the outcome of that will be that people are more healthy, more uh, attractive to you, don't want to leave your company and have a much higher uh, productivity. So the outcome is so much better if you invest in the human experience at work. In, um, in, in, you, you mentioned the book, um, uh, Marjolein, and, yes. and we cover there the five factors of a great employee experience. And um, for short, we, we call it heart, and that is mm. short for a happy culture, energizing workplaces, agile leadership and organization, a redesign of your employee journey, and technology that works for you. So when we start with companies, we, we check all these five factors and mm -hmm. we give back the information and our advice on where to start working on that. And I'm ah, so you, you give an assessment on those on those factors, and then that's where you start. Yes, and it's not our ass assessment; it's the assessment of the people who work there, because it's it's their experience is important, not mine. Um, and that's also a difference. Um, Employee experience is starting from the perspective from the employer, not from the outsider, the consultant, the expert, but from the um, view of the employee. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. So you, you bring in employees to, to talk about their experience rather than assuming what their experience will probably be. You're right. I think that's a very, very important factor too. Um, and when you when you come into an organization, what is what is the deciding factor for an organization to really start working on this? Do you start with management? Do you start with HR? Do you start with communications? Um, where do you come in, and, and what's the deciding factor for organizations to pick to, to pick this up? Well, the first thing we um, talk about where the organization is right now. Are they in the part where they need inspiration mm -hmm. um, to, or understanding why it is important? Are they there? And we have in, in sessions for inspiration. We can invite other companies who are much further than they are. Um, we can show them some best practices yeah you're right we give them training and education and courses uh, if they're in the phase where well, we really want to keep on going we uh, we do want to know the perspectives of the employees on the heart model we look at information uh, that is already there or we ask the people themselves and uh, we start where the energy is. Um, ah, you start where the energy is. Ah, That's a nice one. I love one. that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And we start with the people who have the energy to really make a step forward. Um, we're not starting just with the whole management. 
because you know there are always management who really want to go for it and there's management who doesn't we leave the people who doesn't we go with people oh. who have the energy ah you follow the energy yeah, i love that right. yeah that's really that's powerful. a really good one yeah and there's there's always there's bound to be people who uh, who are a bit resistant or hesitant to uh, to to work on this and you just you just leave them yeah you're right leave them be yeah. <laughs> They'll eventually yeah. catch on, right? <laughs> you know, you know. At the end, they they will, or not. You know, it's it's okay. We we'll start with the people who who really want to, and um, for HR, we uh, start with the employee journey, right? Yes, and we look at the parts the employee journey really needs a, a, a proof with. So you start with the the quick wins, yeah. You're right. Or the parts that are very important. Like uh, a lot of companies want to start with onboarding. Right. Because, That's uh, another trending topic. Yeah, you're right. Um, because they say, well, we want to do the first thing people met us. We want to do that on the right way. And I said, but mm -hmm. don't stop over there. Eh? Because you have, the people will have expectations. Exactly, um, yeah. And when That's... they come in, and then the rest is no, really boring. Um, you, you have the chance that people leave you. Yeah, I'm disappointed. That's a very good, good point where, where, you, where your definition comes in, that it's really also about setting the right expectations. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I spoke with someone who had a, a pretty good onboarding, and uh, when she left about two years after her her exit her offboarding was was much less uh, uh, pretty <laughs> and, um, uh, and and she was really disappointed she was so surprised so it's it's definitely a factor yeah setting um, those expectations yeah. I have one quick question in terms of expectations and I love this acronym of heart that you guys hmm. use but the first one is happiness and I think happiness at work is, number one, it's, a, it's very much a trending topic, but Marlene and I have spoken about, it, you know, this idea of happiness and number one, how to define it. And number two, there's, I think both of us have experienced a certain level of kind of toxic positivity of like, you have to be happy. There's not the space for the maybe negative or the less positive feelings. Or just having a grumpy day. Yeah, just having a bad day. You know, we're, we're all humans and we all have a bad day or have a bad time, you know, have a, have a down period in our lives. How does, yes. how does that up and down of the natural human experience fit into happiness and how you bring that into that model? Well, if you look at the employee perspective, of course, they want to be happy at work. And happy for me is not that you walk um, the whole day with a big smile on your face and um, that there's no room for negative emotion. Of course, we're human. So it, yes. goes, it goes up and it goes down. But we all have inside some sort of regular temperature of happiness. You know, in, in the day it goes up and down. You know, you're, you're stuck in the traffic, so it goes down. You get a compliment at work, so it goes up again. You're doing great work, it goes further up. 
Uh, then you have a very boring meeting. It goes down again. So our happiness temperatures goes up and down the whole day. But we have some sort of sorts of standard everybody has. And um, I do think that we, if you work on it, you can raise your standard temperature. Um, and um, well, we in our training with, with employees, we give tools to raise your standard temperature a little bit uh, yourself and with each other. Ah, but, I, um, yeah. but you're 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 right, Lisa. There's there should be room for for irritation and negative emotions because that, that's who, who we are. It's part of life, right? Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, yeah. But and it's 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 part of setting expectations. You know, if you expect me to be happy every day, you're going to be disappointed because I'm not <laughs> because I'm a human being. Yeah, it's no. not about creating this happiness bubble where everything is mm. suddenly perfect and beautiful and harmonious every moment of every day. Of course <laughs> not. That's not that's not life. No. But if if you're if you feel that at work your standard temperature is going down because you yes. don't want to be there and you don't like your work and you don't like your company or your colleagues, then it's time to do something about it. Absolutely. Because it will affect your health, uh, the way you treat others, the way you treat clients, your productivity, your creati creativity. It right, affects yeah. so much. So you should work on your let's say, your standard temperature. Um, another thing that, that I always say when it comes to employee experience is that um, the, the people taking this on and working on improving employee experience are employees themselves. So they, they should call in other employees to talk about what their experiences is and research that. Uh, but they can also look at their own experience and improve their own experience. I mean, the people doing this can end up having a more joyful experience in the workplace themselves, too. I think that's a huge, a huge benefit and a huge um, uh, uh, pro for the people who are who are putting in the energy to 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 be working on this. Yeah. Um, do you see that in practice? Do you agree with that view? Yes, I do agree with it, but I always say to the people who work on this, of course you have your own experience and you can use that, but you're not the one who's working at another floor and another job and another job level. Um, you don't have the same experience going home. You don't have the same family um, right, house. Right. So don't Take yourself as the standard. Yes. Um, go to the people you're going to work for and ask them how they feel. Because I, I do think that a lot of HR people will use their own experience as a standard for the rest of the organization. True. Yes. And yes. you're, you're, and you're they not. They'll miss out on a lot. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Yeah, don't yeah. make assumptions about yeah, right. what others' experiences are. Yeah, stay curious yeah. about it. Yes. Yeah, you can put your own experience in, but that's definitely, definitely not the only perspective going on in the company. Yeah. 
I'm just aware of time, and I'm I'm curious, Helena, for companies who are looking to, you know, they're hungry to start this employee experience journey. Where would you recommend they start? What's yeah? What's Helen? What's your your tip for uh, every listener here? Uh, 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 taking out their earphones, going back to their laptops on Monday morning and thinking, okay, where do I yeah. start? Where do we begin? It's complex. There's all these dynamics. Where do we start? Well, if you really want to work on it, then I would say first take a chance to really know what it means to make a difference with employee experience not read only one article and things, oh, that looks uh, really like we're doing already and then go on, but really understand the difference between what you're doing today and employee experience because there's a huge difference and by starting too fast, you will end up doing the same what you always did. And, and getting what you always got. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> and um, I would first, well, I say, if you have a chance, measure in your company the employee experience and what people think of it. Mm-hmm. And then start with uh, the low-hanging fruit by organize a better employee experience. And start measure the steps you're taking Mm. start from the beginning and measure it after six months or a year measure change improvement yeah you're right you're right that should give give a big boost to the whole process if you start with uh with easy stuff that has impact and people see in in numbers and in their experience that it's actually helping yes you're right that's great and another important the thing is that uh, if you start with employee experience, you have to understand that you can only reach that by working together with other departments, with management uh, in your organization. It- very good point. Yeah, that's a very good point in your book as well. Don't do this Do this as an HR project alone. No, you're right. Um uh, I see org- organization where HR is doing their thing and then says, hey, facility management doesn't work with us. Communication doesn't work with us. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, the, you can only start when you start working together. So invite them from the first moment you want to work on it. Yeah. And develop something you all have your part in. Not like I see that HR is thinking everything they want to do and then tell communication and facility management what to do. And they say, oh, I, I have an own agenda this year, so I'll come back to I you. I have my next. own stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. so I'll come <laughs> right. back next year, maybe. Yeah, so, right. And then no. there you go for that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, m- my own tip would be uh, um, sort of connect to what you just said, Helene, is that um, there's no one size fits all solution for improving employee experience. You really need to look at your employees, talk, about, talk to them about their experience, research that. 
um, and see what the quick wins are in your organization rather than just getting a fruit bowl or a new coffee machine or a massage chair. If that's not <laughs> what's the solution for your organization, uh, then then expectations are going to plummet, <laughs> I think. And uh, and it's even harder to get back up and to, to get, get it uh, back on the road. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, Lisa's tip as well, because um, you usually come from a leadership perspective. How would you, how do you see employee experience come into uh, to, to good leadership and, and taking this on uh, as from a leadership role? Yeah, I think it, it is such an important element from the, the leadership perspective, understanding that the experience that people in your organization have on a day-to-day basis really provides, you know, not just a nice, happy working day, but really long-term value. Because as Helene said, it, you know, people are happier, they're more productive, there's higher levels of collaboration, and you're able to achieve better results. So understanding really genuinely that big picture uh, view and the fact that I like also what you say, Helena, that you know, this isn't something that just HR needs to own. They, they may often end up being the driver because they're the ones bringing the pieces to the table, saying this is important, but it needs to be a holistic thing that doesn't come from a siloed approach, but is a harmonious and integrated piece where all areas, all functions, all departments are taking an interest in what is the employee experience in their area. And that's not something that HR can drive on its own, you know, from this this very small, narrow perspective. It needs to be a, a big picture question that gets priority and understanding the value that that brings to leadership and and impact across the entire organization is so valuable. There's something really, really important uh, that's easy to underestimate. So I would hope that, you know, every organization brings that forth and and gives it some priority on their agenda. Yeah, I'm happy you say that. So that's, uh, that's, that's it for today. Is there anything super important that we missed that we need to say about employee experience, Elaine? Oh, there's so much more to say uh, about employee experience, but I, I do hope that every HR professional is well paying attention to this innovation, I must say, of HR mm. and, uh, well, read something about it, hear something about it and start looking where you can start in, in your organization. Yeah. yeah, get invested not, today. Yeah, yeah not right. write it off as a temporary trend. Yeah. But this is really a valuable thing. That's that's exactly why we why we're so happy to have you on. Thank you for for joining us today. Thank you for being pleasure. on our podcast. Yeah, today. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and and thanks everybody for for listening today as well. Um, I don't know how you've how you've uh, uh, found us today, but you can listen to our podcast directly online. Um, on our, each of our websites and on anchor.fm um, but it's also easy to find us and to subscribe too in a lot of places including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify uh, and then you're sure to uh, be the first to learn about our newest episodes as soon as a new one's been published 
we'd be really happy to get a rating and review from you to hear your feedback and your topic requests through there or on our social media accounts. Um, and um, we'd be happy to hear what's on your mind in the workplace. We can discuss that with you and with other people that can help us solve those questions. Uh, so thanks again for listening and until next time. Bye bye.